I'm a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>
you know, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to do their job. No, like, no, nobody wants a crappy job. Like we're in the generation of F that job, right? It's like, if you feel out of place, underpaid, overworked, then there is someone else who will provide space for you you know or if there isn't you can do it yourself because the barrier for entry for entrepreneurship has been lowered so much with everything that you can do on the internet so I've been on a couple consult calls and had a few conversations about how you know especially these these barns and programs and opportunities that are looking to employ people of color or provide opportunities for people of color how the the effort is is not there you know it's like oh i want to provide you with this opportunity but i'm going to do a half job in writing this job description or i'm going to say hey I got an opportunity for work and not put any details. And it's like, bruh, you wouldn't do that for literally anyone else. Like, so come on. Like, we have standards also. Hey, welcome. We have standards. So in these conversations, a lot of things kind of stood out for me. And I just wanted to share, you know, the, the, things that I've gathered, you know, from my real lived experiences, as well as some of the resources that this PDF has when you are looking for employment in the industry, or you come across a post where there's an opportunity and they're targeting people of color specifically. So the first thing that you should do is understand what it is you actually want to do because there's so many terms that sometimes people interchange that are really not the same. Like working student versus actual employee or um, groom versus barn manager or barn manager versus um, you know, program director, or, you know, there's, there's a difference in these actual words. And so not only knowing what it is that you are looking for in a position, in an opportunity in the horse industry, are you, you know, just looking for somewhere to learn? You know, people are quick to say that, like, I just want to learn. I just want to learn about horses. Okay. But if you are there, you're not being compensated, but you approach with the, I just want to learn, you know, that sounds real free laborish, real, real free volunteer-ish, right? If you are being completely honest with yourself and saying like, no, nah, I, I, I want to learn, but I need to get paid for it. You know, that is an expectation that is perfectly fine to put out there. And it's something that you need to keep in mind when you're looking for these opportunities. And if the description of the opportunity doesn't align with that, uh, keep moving, keep it shaking because you don't want to have any disappointment or miscommunication if you pursue it. The next thing that you should uh, keep an eye out for is the location. Not only, you know, the, the physical location, like showing up to the property, but the community around it. Um, I, my little brother has uh, 
accepted a position in Texas. And the very first thing that we did when we were looking for um, or looking at the facility that he'll be working in was looked at the place, the, the environment around it. Because if you are only spending 32 to 40 hours, sometimes more than that, you never know, uh, at work, you got a lot of hours that you're not at work. So if you are like having to move for this opportunity, you know, the facility may seem great, fantastic, but if the area around it is something that does not align with who you are as a person, then it may end up being problematic, right? Those, those people are the ones that work there, you know, people from the community. So although, you know, you just have to balance those two things, the actual place of employment, as well as the community around it to make sure that you are safe and comfortable. The next thing is thinking about the time frame. Um, I saw like, there's a lot of like seasonal opportunities uh, because if horses aren't moving or if you're not having, um, you know, people traveling to somewhere down south during the winter time, um, you could have seasons, right? Where seasons where horses are not being used or seasons where the actual work changes. So keep it in mind, you know, are these opportunities seasonal? Am I okay with uprooting my whole existence to go move to an opportunity that's seasonal, knowing that I'll have to do it again soon? Or, you know, is it worth that? Is the opportunity worth that? Or not? Or is this something, you know, somewhere in a position in a community that I can see myself in long-term? Uh, and then what would that look like, right? So keeping in mind the time frame and the, the seasons that may come with the position. The next thing that is important to, to keep an eye out for is uh, cause or, or impact the business has on the community. Some of the opportunities that have been shared or I've come across are either with nonprofit organizations or programs that are funded by a particular grant, a community cause, right? And so knowing what that is could really impact the experience that you have, right? And knowing that you are working for a specific cause or that you have, you know, joined this this cause could be life-changing right it could be a reason to stay it could be a reason to go it's just something that you should consider you know are there any initiatives if this is some sort of um you know working student position or lesson program position are there any current initiatives going on? What are they trying to do to recruit and retain students, business enough to pay you consistently? You know, it is absolutely okay to ask these questions. That's the next point. Ask questions, ask questions. A lot of times people think that, you know, oh, it is such a gift for someone to even interview me. It's such a gift for someone to even consider me worthy for this work. 
it may be, but it's also a gift for you to be interested because you have the experience that you do, or you have the willpower that you do, or you have the, the knowledge that you do, and you just need or want this additional experience. And so asking a lot of these questions can get you the information you need to make an informed decision. Don't be afraid to ask these people questions. And it's not necessarily like, how much money did you make last year? Or how much did it, but asking questions about, um, you know, do you have high turnover? Who was the last person? Is this something that's completely new and we're trying to figure it out as we go? Or do you have established um, processes and things that I can follow? You know, asking questions is absolutely okay. And there are some questions you can look in this, um, in the Not Our Farms PDF, they have a lot of examples of questions that you could ask. You can just tailor it to the experience or the opportunity that you are looking for. The next thing is getting your wages and benefits in writing. A lot of times they're, that's where things get a little hairy, right? Like, oh, well, you said I was going to do this or the boss said I was going to have that. But then mid-manage comes in and something's different. Like you absolutely want to get everything that you can in writing so that you have proof of it. And it's not, it's not to have anything over anyone else. It's for clear communication and safety and security and saying, no, this is what I was promised. This is what I expect. And this is what I deserve, you know? The last thing is when it comes to, you know, who we are and our lived experiences, if you are a minority, whether it be racially, um, person of color or in the LGBTQ community, it's important to know what kind of safety you have in these positions or what kind of like cultural competency that these people have like do they even know and it's not to say like you're just out there like boom this is who I am are you all right with it but to discern you know if this were to come up how would this be handled um, a lot of times that's where some, you know, tension happens, um, with socially the way that this, our world is constructed nowadays, everybody's got opinions, they're like buttholes, everybody's got one. Um, so it's important if it's important to you it is important to think about um, think about those things and make sure that if you are taking an opportunity, it's somewhere that you're going to be safe and heard and hopefully not misunderstood. So let's get into the squid game because I can't wait. I can't wait to post the graphics for this episode because I think they're going to be cool. Anyway. Um, I can't play the music because YouTube's going to have like some copyright issues. So I'm going to just sing it. 
Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> All right, red flags and green flags. Here we go. We playing red light, green light, y'all. Don't no now, now, now. Wait, wait. If you are listening to this podcast or you listening to this on YouTube, don't get out here running just because you're listening to me, okay? Just play this in your mind with your with your mind participants. All right, use your imagination. All right. Here is a red flag. If this place has high turnover, this is a question that you can ask. When was, who was the last person to fill this position? How long were they here? Sometimes they might not want to share what they, the reasons why they left, but if you can contact that person and get a feel of what the employment is like, that is okay. That is ideal. That would be great. Okay. High tone, high turnover is a red flag. On the other side of that, green flags. If they have long-term employees or even if the employee is not there right now, but they were there for a long time and you can get in touch with them and, you know, get their feel, you know, from the employee side, what that looked like from the actual worker side, what that looked like that is a green flag that that shows transparency that shows opportunity that shows like I had to leave because of something that happened in my life but I didn't want to kind of thing that is somewhere that you might want to be versus the high turnover situations a flag crit if if the employer you know, during your interview, during your conversations are super, is super critical of current or past employees, whether it be out loud and in their face and in front of them or in secret, you know, because we all think that we are like, oh, that couldn't be me. Oh, he would never think that about me until it's you, right? If they are super critical, judgmental, you know, always have something to say about the people that are working for them, is that the kind of environment that you want to be in? Is that what you want to open yourself to? Is that something that you would be willing to deal with? Likely not. Likely not. Friends, that is a red flag. All right. Green light. Diverse, having a diverse team or a diverse group. Um, I just saw that the example that pops into my head of an organization that has a diverse group of people that is doing great work and that um just they they put out that they were looking for someone to fill a position i can't remember what the position is but it's detroit horsepower they um i've you know done things with them talked to their kids seeing what they're doing online seeing what they're sharing seeing what their needs are and how they are growing and then seeing how they they operate culturally and what is important to them. They have a very diverse team. And I know that that's something that's important for me. So if that was the opportunity that I was looking for, I would be willing to, you know, apply and have conversations about it because I can tell that they are practicing what they preach. That is a green light. Red light. There is no set uh, schedule or 
workload for you, job description. It's just like, hey, looking for a barn manager to work 40 hours a week for this amount of pay. Okay, I'm gonna need you to list out exactly what it is I'm supposed to do because there's one thing to you know have a barn manager and there's another thing to say this barn manager must be at all vet and farrier appointments when there's 30 horses, all different owners and on all different cycles. Even if they're on similar cycles, you gotta be at every single appointment, you know how many horses like to hurt themselves? You know, that, that changes the dynamic of your work. And that's a question that you should be asking. Like, am I gonna have, what, what do I gotta do? What do I gotta do to do this job the way that you would like me to do successfully? How am I being set up for success in this position? And that comes from being clear and knowing this information ahead of time. So red flags is not having any sort of schedule or boundary. We talk about being overworked and underpaid so much in these industries, having that conversation and having that communication ahead of time is what is necessary. Which brings me to my green flag, green light. Employers or employees share their love for their work. You know, they they can tell you the the quirks and nuances of either the horses that they work with or the things that they do, the equipment that they work with, they can actually tell you what it is they are doing there and how they enjoy it. And that kind of comes with like the longevity of the people there also, but it shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard. If that's something that's important to you, it should not be hard to get that information from people, like satisfaction for the work that they are doing, because that means that they are committed to providing good service or to committed to showing up fully. Red flag, I kind of talked about this earlier, but not having the opportunity to talk to anyone who worked for them previously, I could see if this was a new um, like business or operation or nonprofit. Like, I mean, at this point, businesses need references, right? This is such an employee market out here. Businesses need references. So figure out how you can best determine if this place is right for you. Green light. Clear instructions for the job or like onboarding. There's like a whole training period because no one likes to be in a situation where they are asked to do a job and then they feel like they're doing it wrong because no one told them exactly how they operate there, you know? I've worked for breeding operations and just because I know how to operate an AV doesn't mean I'm doing the, the AV the way that they want it to be done kind of thing. Just because you're processing paperwork or just because you are turning horses out. Like, you know how weird people get about a particular way to turn horses out or clean stalls? Like, just make sure that you are getting the training that you need and you have the time to figure out how they operate. If they can do that for you, green light, green flag for sure. Um, 
this is a personal preference of mine and it may not always be very important, but I will put it on the list. A red flag is not having any sort of online presence. That's weird. In Sky Daddy's year, 2021, not having an online presence at all. You don't even have a Facebook page saying, this is who we are. Or you don't even have a, um, email. you just don't use the internet. That's weird, friends. That's weird. So that that is something that's important to me. <laughs> it might not be as important to you. If you were working somewhere that's, you know, super rural, but they're getting the job done or you're freaking working with the Amish or something, obviously this would not apply, but it's a red flag to me. <laughs> Green flag. Uh, they have a culture of communication and feedback. That is so important in any position, but especially in this industry, you just want to be able to have a communicate, have communication with whoever it is you're working for, with your clients, with uh, the different professionals that you are utilizing in the business. You just want to be able, you don't want to feel like you are, um, what do they say, like, seen but not heard you don't want to be on a job like that like obviously there's a time and place for everything but you want to be able to give feedback especially when it comes to you know safety and happiness of the horses that you're working with or the clients that you're working with things like that so communication and feedback so that's that's all I got that's all I got for my flags for our horse industry squid games. Uh, some of the ways that you can continue to research and find opportunities in this industry are networking online and in person. Now that the world is opening back up a little bit, there are more in-person things happening. Um, so networking and really getting in good with, you know, people who are where you want to be or in the discipline that you want to be, especially if you are changing. That is a really good idea. If there's anyone that's out there doing some sort of thought leadership, like dressage podcasts or like Nikki Porter and her mindset, rainy podcast, stuff like that, you're reaching out and just saying, hey, I listened to this episode. This is what I thought. Um, thank you for that. This is what I'm trying to do. Do you have any resources? Just ask, just ask. You know, this industry is so small. People, people are not that inaccessible. You know, people are not that like highfalutin that they just simply do not respond. It may take some time to respond, but from my experience, it has not been like these people are God and I can't talk to them. That's not, that's just, that's just not the case. Um, Next thing is like making it known what you're looking for. Obviously, if you are currently employed somewhere, you might not want to say, hey, y'all, I'm looking for a job, but at least tell people like, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And this can be part of your networking. This is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. So, um, you know, if you come across any ideas or any opportunities, feel free to shoot them my way. That is, you know, that's all right. Because people don't know what they don't know, right? 
And then the last thing is to seek out mentorship and scholarships and things like that. Um, a lot of times we can kind of um, underestimate the power of, of mentorship and um, really just connecting with people who are already there. They may not have an opportunity right then, but if they want to hop on a call and you know, hear you out, have any ideas to, to where it is you are looking to go, you know, having the opportunity to be mentored or be a mentor for someone else is incredible, absolutely incredible. So between that and scholarship opportunities, more and more come out every day. Um, there are some like, oh yes, and strides for equality and a few other scholarships uh, that are out there. So do your due diligence, do some research, do your Googles. And there are definitely things that you can come across that can help you on your journey. Um, don't be afraid to look at scholarships and things outside of the equestrian world, especially if it's something like employment-based or opportunity-based, you know, saying, why you're passionate about this thing and why you need these funds to make it happen. I mean, it's pretty dope because although sometimes when you're in this industry, you feel like everybody's trying to do the same thing. Honestly, you know, we are a very small niche. We're a very small group of people compared to the rest of the world. So everyone else is still pretty excited about what we got going on. Want to work with horses and want to be around horses and do things to impact this industry. So I hope you enjoyed the horse industry squid games for today. Let me know if you have any other red flags or green flags that you have come across. Share this episode with a friend. And uh, if you have any additional opportunities um, that were not mentioned here or um, any other things that should be considered, let us know. Drop a comment underneath uh, this video on YouTube or on our socials. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Let us know how we are doing, what topics you want us to cover, all of those things. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Young Black Equestrians, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. Head over to our Facebook or Instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.